stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So it's the day after the big tariff bombshell from U.S. President Donald Trump. By the way, the story at NBC News today, nobody at the State Department, Treasury Department, or Defense Department was told that a decision was even being announced yesterday. There was no paperwork prepared, no plan for communicating with the public, Congress, or foreign countries. Nobody at the meeting had even been vetted. Trump made the decision he was going to make this announcement, and that's exactly what he did. A 25% tariff on steel, 10% on aluminum. Now we're all struggling to figure out, well, exactly how does this work? Who does this apply to? Is this China? Is this everybody? I mean, certainly Canada is the biggest source of foreign steel in the United States. But as was pointed out today by one economist, U.S. steel production was actually up 5% over the last year. They still command almost three quarters uh, of the, the market in the U.S. There's not a lot of foreign steel flooding the market. The other side of it is... A lot of U.S. foreign, a lot of U.S. made steel that goes to foreign countries, including Canada. So, what's the point of sparking this trade war? Even the Wall Street Journal editorial board, which has been a strong supporter of Trump and his policies, calls this the biggest policy blunder of his presidency. This tax increase will punish American workers, invite retaliation, and harm U.S. exports. They point out Canada buys more American steel than any other country, accounting for 50 percent of U.S. steel exports. Trump is punishing our largest trading partner in the middle of a NAFTA renegotiation that he claims will result in a much better deal. Instead, he is taking a machete to America's trade credibility. Why should Canada believe a word he says? Not from the Wall Street Journal, but maybe we should be asking that question. Because we are in the midst of high-stakes NAFTA renegotiations. Well, Unifor uh, Union is uh, calling on Canada to walk away from NAFTA talks if indeed we're going to be hit with these tariffs. Uh, Jerry Dias is national president of Unifor. Jerry, thanks for joining us here today. Oh, let's try this again. There we go. Jerry, you there? Yes, I am. Sorry, I okay. That, that was my fault there. All right, so um, what are you hearing today, by the way? I mean, is this going to apply to Canadian steel and aluminum? Well, we're not going to know till Tuesday, but uh, Trump's comments is that it was going to include everybody. And as you laid out, this is completely ridiculous. Canada has a trade deficit with the United States as it relates to steel. Uh, we import more steel from the United States than we export. So uh, the fact that they would even contemplate slapping a tariff on, on Canadian exported steel is foolish to say the least. But listen, there's a huge argument that somehow this is to be punitive towards China, Korea, that do a lot of dump, dumping in the U.S. market. But the facts are is that the country that's hit the hardest is, is Canada. And so I'm raising the whole issue about NAFTA because think about what has transpired since round one in August of 2017. The United States has slapped tariffs on softwood lumber. They came after the paper industry. They went after our aerospace industry with Bombardier. Now it's aluminum and steel. What's next? Hockey pucks and maple syrup? I mean, this is ridiculous. So at some time or another, we're going to have to quit playing defense and we're going to have to play offense. And simply put, the United States doesn't want to deal with NAFTA. That's clear. You don't go into a major negotiations such as NAFTA and continue and continue and continue to lob tariffs at one of your trading partners. So if the United States doesn't want to deal, then we need to recognize that and we need to move on. But doesn't that make our situation worse if we walk away from NAFTA and, and all the access it, it provides to the U.S. market? 
Well, first of all, if you analyze it, it's not as if somehow trading is going to stop tomorrow with the United States. Canada does much better trading internationally with countries that we don't have a formal free trade agreement with. Exports from Canada, those nations, are going up about 7% a year. Uh, within nations we have a free trade agreement with, it goes up about 1.4% a year. So it's not as if trade is going to stop tomorrow. The other side of it is Canada's number, number one trading partner for 30 U.S. states. The United States has as much to lose as we do. So common sense at some time or another is going to have to trump um, what is going on. But ultimately, we can't continue to sit back and have the Trump administration go after our most important economic sectors and do absolutely nothing about it. So we need to make a stand. We need to make a political stand. We need to make an economic stand. And I'm arguing we need to do it now. What about the auto market, Jerry? I mean, it is so intertwined in North America. We heard some automakers yesterday warning that, look, you're going to increase our input costs. You're going to, it's basically imposing a car tax on the public. It could even result in job losses in the auto sector. What's the concern for the Canadian auto industry here? Oh, there's no question. It's, it's, it's a legitimate concern. But uh, the workers on both sides of the border are going to be negatively impacted by foolish policies. So what will end up happening on Tuesday is there is no way that the UE... Um, Brazil, Sweden, China, Korea, the other nations that, that, that Trump is going after are somehow, are somehow going to sit there and do absolutely nothing. Trump is starting a trade war, and the reality is, is he's going to have to deal with the negative consequences. Uh, the issue becomes, can, you know, can the, can the world survive without trade with the United States is one question. But can the United States survive without the rest of the world? So they are picking on everybody, and ultimately it's going to come to a major showdown. But there is no question. There is going to be a lot of pain in the United States. Canada is not an insignificant partner. We're a nation that's rich in raw materials and natural resources, which the United States depends on incredibly. So ultimately, we're going to have to start to, uh, to show our cards. We're going to have to play strong, and we're going to have to push back because playing defense isn't working very well for us. Do you think we should respond in kind? I mean, that seems as though that might exacerbate the problem on both sides of the border, but is that, is that inevitable, do you think? Well, it's inevitable. You can't continue to sit back and be the person that is taking all the pain. At some time or another, you have to fight back or it's going to continue. It's like the schoolyard bully. Until you fight back, they're going to push you around every single day, and that's what's happening here. They really are viewing Canada as a weak partner that somehow we're afraid, and I think we need to take a completely different tack. It might sound foolish, but the question becomes, what are our options? If they are, in fact, pushing us around in the most important sectors of our economy, we can't allow the key economic drivers of our nation to go away without us doing anything about it. So this is critical to the economics of our nation, and I will argue to remain silent while we're being pushed around makes no sense. Three major export industries in Canada, auto, oil and energy, and forestry. They're already messing around with us on auto with the NAFTA renegotiations. Oil and energy, the reality is now they're picking on our raw materials with aluminum and steel. And then, of course, the softwood lumber dispute and paper dispute. So they are coming after our key industries. The job loss in Canada is going to be significant. There will be economic carnage in Canada. So we can sit back and do absolutely nothing about it or realize uh, that we are in for one heck of a fight and get at it. Well, yeah, there's no winners in a trade war, and I think that's the concern. If we start imposing, if we start imposing tariffs, you know, we're, we're going to feel some of that pain here too. But we already are. 
I mean, the facts are is they come after our most important industries in Canada. So we can sit back and do absolutely nothing and watch the attack. And sometime or another, somebody's going to say, hey, hold on here. We are getting absolutely massacred from an economic point of view. So we can just sit back and do nothing and, 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 you know, take our beating, or we can fight back. The only way that the United States is going to change tack is when the 30 states that depend on Canada as the number one trading partner, and remember, Canada is the number one trading partner for the United States, when the industry and the citizens of the United States, when they start to feel a negative impact by the foolish policies of Trump, then Trump will trade, will change tack. Up until then, you'll continue to do the same old, same old, and Canadian workers are going to be the ones that feel the brunt. All right. Well, let's hope uh, cooler heads can prevail here. More at Unifor.org. Uh, Jerry, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Pleasure is always mine. All right. Jerry Dias, president, national president uh, of Unifor Canada. So he says we should walk away from NAFTA talks if this is how the U.S. is going to play ball. I, I get the sense that even within uh, Trump's own party, there's a real pushback against this. And I think the warnings that American consumers are starting to hear, that this really is a car tax, a beer tax, an appliance tax, the list goes on and on. Maybe, maybe that'll be enough to convince a rethink here. Do you want to wipe out all the gains for individuals from your tax reform? That seems unwise. Let me play for you briefly here a couple of uh, clips of the prime minister speaking about this today. And for Trudeau's sake, he'd better hope that people play both. He was holding a news conference in Barrie, Ontario today and was asked about this. So his first answer sounds pretty reasonable, uh, pretty coherent. Uh, the second answer, not so much. So let's, let's play the first one for you here. Obviously, uh, the uh, integration of the North American uh, steel and aluminum market is something that has created millions of good jobs on both sides of the border and has benefited uh, companies, workers, individuals uh, right across North America. Uh, we have <clears throat> uh, the United States has a two billion dollar surplus on steel uh, with us. Uh, so we regard the imposition of any uh, new tariffs or any tariffs on steel or aluminum between our two countries as absolutely unacceptable. Uh, furthermore, the level of cooperation and integration of our militaries, our defense of North America, and our working together on a broad range of security issues uh, means that uh, it just makes no sense to highlight that Canada and Canadian steel or aluminum might be a security threat to the United States. Uh, that's why this is absolutely unacceptable, and it's uh, a point we've made uh, many times that I've made directly uh, with the President, and it's one we're going to uh, continue to engage with uh, all levels of the U.S. administration on. Okay. All right. That's a pretty straightforward answer. Maybe he should have just walked away from the microphone at that point. Uh, he was asked some other questions on some other things. Another of the reporters wanted to come back to this, this tariffs issue. And the prime minister sort of walks himself. Well, take a listen. <laughs> Well, obviously, uh, the level of integration of the Canadian and American uh, steel and aluminum industries uh, are well understood. Uh, ingots produced, uh, uh, aluminum ingots produced in Canada are used uh, by American manufacturers to, uh, uh, in a broad range of things. Uh, we uh, import uh, more steel uh, than the Americans uh, uh, ex uh, import. Uh, <coughs> sorry, we uh, have a significant trade surplus. Uh, the Americans have a significant trade surplus with us on steel, uh, which means 
which means uh, we buy steel from them, they buy steel from us. The integrated nature of our supply chains uh, means that there will be significant disruption in Canada, obviously, uh, but also in the United States. Uh, we buy more steel from the United States than any other country, and disruptions to this integrated, the, uh, integrated market uh, would be significant and serious. Uh, but that's why we are impressing upon the American administration uh, the unacceptable nature of these proposals that are going to hurt them uh, every bit as much as they will hurt us. Uh, and we are confident that uh, we're going to continue to be able to defend Canadian industry. Oh, okay. What did he say? I mean, it's really about this part here that it just totally goes off the rails. Uh, in a broad range of things, uh, we uh, import uh, more steel uh, than the Americans uh, uh, ex- uh, import. Uh, the, <clears throat> sorry, we uh, have a significant trade surplus. Uh, the Americans have a tra- okay. That, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> At a moment where Canadians are legitimately concerned about all of this and the impact it's going to have and what the government's doing about it, uh, to have the prime minister tying himself in, in verbal knots trying to explain all of this is not going to fill people with confidence. I mean, the takeaway is that, well, Canada's well aware of this. We're concerned about it. The U.S. is, is in the wrong. This is unacceptable. We're not going to take it lying down. But I uh, did a pretty poor job of, of communicating that there. 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.